Hello, and welcome to the Common Sense Practice Podcast, helping you build a better business from the inside out. We'll be sharing tips on marketing, sales, mindset, patient education, email list, and much more. Let's get started with your host, Dr. Shara Downey. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Common Sense Practice Podcast. I am so excited today for our guest. I, I mean, we click, we haven't met, but we've met virtually, and I, I'm so excited to share her with you. So Dr. Nona is from Iran, came to the U.S. only at 16 years old, which is huge, right? Such a different world, didn't know English, like 10 words of English, and really getting through that transition and, and coming from such a different lifestyle and going to the U.S. and going into college, she really had to use a lot of mindset and perspective. And so she's now a certified life coach, NLP practitioner. She's a chiropractic coach and a platinum coach with Tony Robbins. So I'm so excited to have you. I'm so glad to get to dive in and chat today. Uh, So tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you're doing. Take it away. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. And I, um, what a great introduction, by the way. I sound so... Um, so great. (laughs) Thank you for making me sound so good. Um, yeah, I, um, I moved from Iran when I was 16 and just like you said, I didn't really speak a word of English and I, um, was thrown into high school and, you know, as a teenager, that's like, you know, just being a teenager by itself with the hormones (laughs) and everything is one thing and then add in a whole culture shock. So that was Definitely a different world, and but you know what? I learned. Um, I really learned the process of sink or swim in high mm. school. And that one year I was in high school in the U.S., I learned that if I surround myself with people who, for example, only speak like English as their first language and not make friends. I know it sounds bad, but like not. I didn't make friends with Iranian kids at the, at the high school, yeah. and. Um, that yeah, I totally, okay. totally understand that because when we first moved to Singapore, my goal was only to not have Canadian friends and not have American friends. So please continue. <laughs> yes. Well, I was like, I if I'm going to learn English, then I better learn it from the, I don't want to end up with an accent. I want to, you know, I want to get it good. Mm. And so I, um, I did that and that was really the process of, like I said, sink or swim. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's, that was like one of the biggest lessons, hard work really paid off. I mean, I was, um, like I said, I was 16 and then I, they ended up putting me as a senior in high school cause they had looked at all my units that I'd taken and whatnot. Yeah. In high school. And so next thing you know, I'm 17 and got accepted to Berkeley. <laughs> so, wow. And that was a whole nother culture shock. <laughs> I'm like in, in my culture is very different in terms of like, you know, you kind of women are meant to be staying home. Conservative. Yeah. Conservative. <laughs> and here I am in Berkeley and, and I don't have anybody, you know, to control me and tell me what to do. And, <laughs> and thankfully, Thank God for that because I that is what kind of opened the gate to chiropractic for me. I went to Berkeley, I met a chiropractor there, and then next thing you know, I went to chiropractic school and and then here awesome. we are. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. And what made you sort of go forward with I mean, chiropractic college is one section, right? And as you come out and you grow and you practice, you've done some really interesting other angles. Like what made you kind of want to investigate life coaching or NLP and that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. You know, I, um, I shared this, uh, 
with somebody else um, the other day, actually. But I, when I was um, three years old, so my mom struggled. I know this is like way back. I don't know. If no, please. This. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, my mom had multiple miscarriages. And oh, wow. um, when I was like, by the time I was born, but also even after I was born, I was, I'm the first like born um, to mm. be alive. Okay. Um, but she, she also, after she had me about three days, three years later. So when I was three years old, I remember my mom was pregnant and I was looking forward to having a, a baby, a sibling, my first, you know, brother or sister come home. And, um, you know, the, the baby was born and unfortunately the baby died in the hospital due to medical complications. Oh, you know, really wow. Happened, but yeah. Like the amount of trauma that my mother experienced, mm. I can't even imagine. I mean, I have two kids now and I can't yeah. imagine what that was like, you know, yeah. It, yeah. Be, you know, seemingly healthy child's like to the world and then gone the next thing you know. Yeah. So um, that I remember some of my earliest memories that I have is of me trying to fix my mom, trying to help I remember her like at the sink in the kitchen and she would be like, all of a sudden I have this memory of her, like all of a sudden crying. Like I didn't mm. know three year old why she's crying, what's happening, but I would take her a doll or I would take her my toys and I would want to fix her. Yeah. So that's how I became a fixer. And <laughs> I want to help people basically. I know it sounds mm -hmm. really cliche, but I do believe that that's, it started at an early age with a traumatic experience. And, um, and so, um, moving forward, I, when I decided I was going to do something within the healthcare industry, chiropractic really spoke to me and I chose chiropractic. Mm. And, um, then later on in practice, there were a lot of different things that happened. Um, the first few years I had right out of school, I was an associate for a few months and then I was okay. an independent contractor for a few months. And I was kind of the universe. I know it might sound <laughs> woo-woo to some people, but like the universe kind of guided me into, yeah. me into opening up my own practice. And I did. And I hired a coach, um, like a traditional practice management coach and, mm. You know, I did that and it was, it was really successful the first few years and to a point where I was coach, I was one of his coaches and, and wow, I, phenomenal. And I was like the only female in, yeah. you know, yeah. in the coaches and, and I'm teaching all these guys who've had 20 plus years of experience and I've had three years of experience. <laughs> so, um, and I don't say that to say something great about myself. I actually was really insecure at the, you know, at the time mm. with what I was doing. And I didn't really understand the power that I had either. Yeah. And, um, anyways, long story short, I, I, uh, there, through a process of evolution, I realized what I was doing with the practice management coach because I didn't know really who I was. So what they would tell me, this box that they were trying to fit me into, yes. I just kind of molded myself and kind of fit into that box. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And really I shouldn't have, even though it I'm doesn't last long enough, right? It's it at some point you're coming out. out. Yeah. Yeah. It brings you out. You either outgrow the box or <laughs> at some point you look at it and you're like, wow, I'm stuck in a box and I need yeah. to be, you know, I need to make my own cylinder. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
then I started to kind of, um, do you ever watch that show, um, KonMari method or the, yeah. Yeah, okay. Condé. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? So I started the KonMari my practice. I was like, okay, what do I like from what I've learned? All right, this one sparks joy. I'm going to keep it, you know? <laughs> this one is, it's not me. It's too masculine. It's too salesy, too scripted or whatever. And I would drop yeah. it. And, and then I started to narrow down my target market. I did a lot of things that were smart, but also intuitive um, and transitioned my practice into... Um, creating something, especially once I became a mom and everything else, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wanted to spend more time with my kids and I want to vacation with my family and things like that. And that model is, was great for, for what it was. And it, it yeah. works for a lot of people, but it just wasn't conducive to what I wanted to create in life. And, uh, and so that's how I created the, this part-time million dollar cash practice. And that's yeah. why I my clients. I love that. I love that. And it's interesting you should say that. So I, I, again, I had a similar practice, you know, the whole 50 hours a week, blah, blah, blah. And then started having kids and I was like, okay, it's not working. The kids would come to the practice and that was okay. But after six months and, you know, once they start crawling, moving, you're like, ah, ah, I can't have them here. Um, And now I do part-time and everyone's like, oh, well, you've really cut your hours down. And oh, is that okay? And I'm like, I created this life. Like I've actually made this happen. I didn't, it didn't happen by accident. <laughs> I, you know, it wasn't based on the environment or the financial market. <laughs> I did this on purpose. I live next door to my practice. I work part-time. I have four kids. And I did this on purpose because I want to be home to do homework. So um, tell us a little bit more about your program because I, I really love that idea. Yeah. And I love that you're doing that. And I love that you are successful at it. You know, I think that um, when women chiropractors like think, oh, I'm going to work part-time, like, unfortunately, that comes with this perception of it's going to be a Mickey Mouse operation. I'm going to mm. go like a few hours and I, I'm not going to have, I don't need a staff or, and, and maybe that's true too. You don't need a staff, but it comes with this idea of I'm not going to make enough money or a lot of money. I'm just doing it yeah. to supplement our income or I just, this is enough. Like, and I, I, I love the fact that you are doing something part-time that is massively successful because women need examples uh, and mm. to see and identify with and say, look, she's a mom of four kids. She's working <laughs> part time. She's killing it. She has a podcast. She's coaching other, co- you know what I mean? It is yeah. possible. And it is I, possible. Yeah. Yeah. So I look at you and I say, okay, well, she's doing it. Then I can do it too. <laughs> right. So it's, it's, yeah. it's great. I think that I love, um, I love when, when, um, especially newer doctors, they contact me and it's like, Mm. wow, is it, is that really like, are you for real? You're doing that. And I'm like, yes, I'm doing that. And just like you, I designed it. Like I created my life first in my mind. And then I said, okay, well, what does my practice need to look like in order to, uh, for me to live this life? Not the other way around. Correct. Correct. And I found like when I first moved to Singapore, I mean, we had 30 doctors and I think there was one other girl, literally. And, and she became my best friend, you know, cause I was like, how do I do this? Uh, but oftentimes when you're looking forward in life and what can I do? The common reaction is, oh, you'll figure it out. Oh, you can talk to someone or, you know, it, when it happens, you'll, you'll deal with it. And 
for me personally, that doesn't work. <laughs> I like a little bit more foreshadowing or, or control. Um, and I think that was one thing that kept me in practice because a lot of times when people start having kids, half our class, half my chiropractic class stopped practicing. Half of the women in my class stopped practicing when they had kids, which is totally great if that's their choice. But I also thought, well, we need some examples of people who have kids, who yeah. practice, who practice pregnant, who still practice after they have kids, right? So that was one of my motivators to keep going as well. Oh, man. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Um, and you made a good point. If, they, if that's what they want to do, then great, they should do it. But I find so many women struggle with, with the idea of running a practice. Like once you have kids or should I have a family now? Should I, you know, how's this mm-hmm. going to everything? And they don't realize that I'm not saying you can have it all, but I'm saying it is possible to have a part-time practice where you make a crap load of money, <laughs> help a ton of people yeah, and yeah. work part-time and be there for your family. And yeah, it's, I can't imagine, like, I wonder what portion of my, my class, yeah. I don't know. You know, yeah, and I want to touch on something because I was reading this in one of your blog posts, and I love it. It's something I believe in is this great connection with patients, right? So, even with people I work with, that's the number one thing that we work on is your communication. How do you connect? How do you read people? And so, your post, the OPQRST or connect. And I love that because I think that old school style of just finding out, and it's not about pain or not pain, but really limiting to what you're finding out from this person is limiting how you're actually able to help them. So can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. Um, uh, that blog specifically, and I don't even think I did it justice, but I tried to go <laughs> on it so I can, I can explain myself, but, um, you know, oftentimes I meet with doctors and, and I, um, listen to them doing their own version of, um, a day one, you know, in, in their consult. Mm-hmm. And, um, I look for things like, are, are they connected to the patient? Is the patient authentically feeling heard? Because mm. what we all want, we all want to feel yes. Loved, yes. Heard, yeah. connected, you know? And how do you, there is a fine line between like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm your friend. Like as a doctor, I'm your friend. Tell me everything. Like, like me and tell me everything versus I'm your doctor and I'm mm-hmm line of questioning, I'm going to find out, not only am I going to find out everything that's going on with you from head to toe, but also you're going to walk out of here feeling not like you have a best friend, but you're going to feel heard and you're going to yeah. feel like there is a connection and the pos- and that there is a possibility that I can help you. And there's, and OPQRST does not do that. Mm-mm. No, I agree. I agree. And I remember in school, um, it probably was the lawyer <laughs> for, for ethics and whatnot. But I remember so clearly them saying, don't share of yourself. Don't tell people anything about you. Keep distant. Keep away. And when I practiced like that, the first few years out of school, I don't even think I made it a year, maybe months. It was the worst time of my life because that's not who I am naturally. But then yes. also once you start finding out about people and you help integrate that into the message, you have to have them hear. They're going to yeah. hear it better. Right. So they're going to hear better when it's about them, not when it's about chiropractic or about you. Right. So, um, yeah, I just, I really love that post. I thought that was so great. And so with, with the marketing and the systems that you put together, is there anything that stands out as, you know, some key strategies that you see that your doctors really, every single one really kind of needs to work on? Um, 
You know, the thing about me is when I took on coaching, I um, decided that I, because I had gone through some different practice management groups, and I don't know if you agree with me on this, but there's such a, um, the, the practice management, our profession is very masculine, you know, yeah. not, I'm not just talking about the numbers of chiropractors, but in general, the feel of our profession is very masculine. Mm -hmm. And so the practice management coaches that are out there, I found that they were very masculine, very driven, like type A, which is great. That's how I was able to get mm -hmm. from them and be successful in my practice. But I found that I was losing my, my, the feminine, the, the nurturing side of myself that could also be added into the practice, into the sales process. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. And, and all of that. And so I found that that was missing. And I found that what was wrong with a lot of different practice management groups was that, um, or the coaches out there was that they would, like we talked about, they'd give you a box, like here's mm -hmm. a three-day system, a two-day system, the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity system, you know. <laughs> and it was, for me, it was like, that's very, um, it just, it just it, like I said, it worked until it didn't, until I burnt mm -hmm. out. So the approach that I take with my clients is so custom. Like I really know what your practice is about and where your struggles are and what your limiting beliefs are, what your core values are in the life you want to create, therefore help you create the practice that you want to create. So I think for, um, it, it, to answer, to go back to the question that you actually <laughs> asked me, it's, uh, it, it varies uh, for each person. But um, I have a system where I take them through and have them create the systems um, in their practice. You know, like here's what, how, what do you believe about a subluxation and chiropractic? Okay, well, you need to write up, you need to write that up and your whole team, if you have one, needs to be in alignment with that. And then that's what we're gonna talk about to patients. Now, who's your target market? If you're talking to moms, completely different mm -hmm. verbiage and way of communication than if you're talking to desk jockeys, right? Yeah. yeah. So we break it down and we kind of determine. And, and uh, the great thing about it is that if there's a chiropractor, and to truthfully, most of my chiropractors are already massively successful and they, mm -hmm. um, they hit a burnout just like you and I did, you know, yeah. and they're yeah. like, okay, well you did that. Tell me what you did. And I want to do that. And so we go in and we fine tune things to give them a little bit more freedom. But the struggle, I think, um, if I were to generalize what is mo what most chiropractors struggle, I think, honestly, it's from a human perspective, it's all the same. Getting, yeah, yeah. Um, like, removing your yourself from, from the path to success. You know, almost, I don't know if I'm saying it right. Like, don't fire yourself. yourself. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> what are some of the sort the resources either you use yourself or some of your clients have found successful for kind of keeping your head in the game, clearing yourself from the path, if you will. Um, I love, love, love having my, my clients record their, um, consultations, ROFs, you know, things mm -hmm. like that. Um, I think that they get a lot out of that when they listen to it. And of course we go over it with them. I think, um, 
that's that's been the biggest um it's not a method or a system but that's been the biggest um i guess um accelerator in their growth process you know when you okay hear yeah and yeah. what kind of well, like what where do they go with that right so sometimes you hear it you see that it's not where it needs to be and then is it that you guys customize a path or are there resources they're given and then they go study on their own? Like, how does that work? Yeah, I have, so I have two things. One is I have all the systems that I have done to create a part-time million dollar cash practice and they're all in a course. Like they can go mm. on my website. They can, if they're my clients, my monthly clients, they get access to all of that. And that those videos were actually created they were a sit part of my system. So when I hire an associate, um, I didn't have to train them. They go watch these videos. I'll test you on it. Right. Nice. Same thing. Go watch it and I'll test you on it. So if someone's like, what is Dr. Nona doing? And everything she's saying is so aligned with what I want to do or whatever, then they can go and buy the course. Although I don't recommend it actually. Okay. I say because it's, it's not custom. It's like, fit in a box type of thing, right? But it gives you an idea of what I did and how I created it. Now, the um, so that's one, uh, one tool, I guess, that exists. And then the other is um, the, the coaching, right? The, the mm. So my, my actual coaching clients. That, for those clients, I work with on a on regular weekly basis, and then we break it down. We literally talk about what you said over there to this patient, yeah. you know, at 2.3, here's how I would say it differently, or here's how we would yeah. tweak it, and here's why. Oh, I love you. I love that. It's so refreshing to hear someone else that has that similar mindset. So I remember, you know, I had three associates and a couple of, well, a couple of staff. I had like five staff, but, and I remember us going through trainings and meetings and thinking, okay, this is how we're going to invite them to the RF. This is how we're going to invite them for the next visit when we do an MIA call. And it, like my manager was so picky and the staff was like, are you kidding me? And she's like, no, Dr. Shara cares about the words you say and how you say them. And I actually had a, a doctor who's of Chinese descent. She's from Malaysia and we have a lot of Chinese patients here. And I actually had her stop doing the ROFs in, in Mandarin and mm. in English only. So she got the language incorrect. Yes. So then and she could then convert it. Can uh, you imagine? I'm asking someone whose Mandarin is their first language and I'm asking them to stop speaking their first yeah. language. And that's exactly why you're successful because you, you want your systems to be repeatable and yeah. predictable. You can't, I can't afford to have my associate go in there and say stuff that's, that's, um, you know, that comes out. That's not, no, 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 no. Patient yeah. is the number one priority, you know, yeah. I don't know if you need a translator or whatever, but <laughs> patient is the number one priority. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, so like is there interview you? I feel like I want to yeah. find that. <laughs> we'll do this after the recording. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything else? encouraging or, or inspirational that you want to leave for our listeners that they may find that, you know, just as they're taking steps differently day by day that they can start with? You know, I um, 100% am a true believer in not being like into self-help, but having a self-help or growth um, lifestyle, like building a life that is um, conducive to those things um, and building your rituals in there so that on day-to-day -day basis, you are actually uh, living a growth 
sort of mi- mindset or growth lifestyle, right? Versus, yeah. oh, I'm into growth and, and, and self-help stuff. So I'll go and I'll take a seminar and I'll come back or I'll come, I'll uh, listen to Dr. Shara's podcast and then I'll, you know, I'm inspired for a minute and then it fizzles mm-hmm. out. Um, so I'm into creating rituals and systems in your life so that you can continue to grow. And that, ha- that has to be part of your lifestyle. And I think that's what's made the biggest difference in my life too. Mm. Really where action has been taking your education along the way, right? Yes. Yeah. I think we are at no shortage of information <laughs> these days. Yeah. So no, thank you for mentioning that. And I think the other thing to add to that is I love once you, those things are in place, in the event they fall off, because they will, because we're human, <laughs> you know, it's easier to get back on track and it's easy to see where you fell off and be like, oh gosh, it's been a month since I've done this. Or why are things not working? You know, you look at the outside and go, okay, something's changed. Let me look back at what I have or haven't done. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Oh, this has been great. Any other last parting words? I feel so much knowledge here today. <laughs> uh, I No, go get it, you guys. <laughs> Yeah, don't um, don't let anything stop you. Any thought, whether it's a thought or something somebody has said or, or a failing practice, don't let any of that stop you. Go save the world, right? Yeah, exactly. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Any questions, please feel free to email us and remember to rate and review. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining this episode of The Common Sense Practice. Be sure to subscribe for more business and patient retention strategies to help you create the successful practice you've always dreamed of. And don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best content. See you on the next episode.